News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 120 of the Luke Messiah Show. Today we're going to talk about three different things. We're going to talk about... Um, well, let me pull up my list so I know what we're talking about. No, here's what we're going to talk about. So first of all, the border needs to be closed, okay? And we're going to talk about what that means because some Republicans are talking more and more about the border now. And we're going to discuss what the standard that we are trying to achieve is. Second, um, we've got a big matchup in Tarrant County shaping up versus where Tim O'Hare is running against Betsy Price for the Tarrant County judge position. So we're just going to generally talk about what that means when Republicans are looking at this. What, what does this mean when it comes to the future of the Republican Party? Both of these people, the sides they hold, the lanes that they uh, are in within the GOP. And then also we're going to talk about Cody Vasut, Representative Cody Vasut who replaced Dennis Bonin. He uh, made the news recently in calling for Dan Patrick to not be the lieutenant governor anymore. And we're going to talk about what kind of uh, naive understandings it reveals in his rationale. Okay, so this isn't a show to defend Dan Patrick. It's to talk about um, how Cody Vasut as a freshman seems to be being used by senior Republicans to perpetuate a myth and cover-up for their wrongdoing. So let's go through this. First of all, the border needs to be closed. Texas is currently an open border where illegals are allowed to flood across it, be taken in by any form of government, be processed, and at some point be released into the country and asked to come back. And these illegals are coming because they know that other than a little bit of mild discomfort through any type of detaining process, they'll eventually get into the country and then they will live here. And they believe that they will eventually get citizenship. And that's not even a bad assumption to make because it's not just Republicans that talk about giving illegals citizenship in the United States. There are you know, Democrats and Republicans that – um that hold this position have advocated for this position for a long time. So the numbers are in their favor uh, just in regards to ultimately getting there. So we have a massive southern border crisis, and it is not only going to bankrupt our already high expenditure governments that are spending far more than they have. And every time an illegal shows up, you have to educate that person. You have to take care of that person if they show up to the hospital. We actually even discount their college for them in Texas. These are programs that Governor Abbott, Republicans, uh, Republican leaders and committee chairs and speakers and even the lieutenant governor have worked to protect. They could get rid of them at any point in time and they've kept them their entire tenure in office. Why? Well, evidently they think that you should give away tax dollars in these different forms. 
And now, just in the last week, Governor Abbott has come out and said that he wants to try to close the border. So what is it that that means? And he actually, let me stop there. He hasn't said he's trying to close the border, which actually gets to, I think, the conversation that I think we need to have, which is that if you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, if you're right of center, if you're somebody who's even in the middle and believes that there should be law and order, that there should be a rule of law, that we as a community should decide who does and doesn't come into our state or country, then you believe we have to have a secured border. And a secure border means people People aren't getting in, okay? We've been under this myth for a long time where politicians basically say, hey, I'm securing the border. I'm funding border security efforts. Well, it doesn't matter. Either the border's secure or your efforts are failing. And that's the way we need to look at it. You can tell me every year, I'm doing this for border security. But if a bunch of people are walking in, uh, you're not securing the border, right? If ADT secures your household, okay, and you call them up and you go, hey, I'm getting robbed routinely. And they go, well, look, we spent this much effort securing your home. The answer is, but my home is not secure. And if my home is not secure, I need a new security company. And if I get a new security company and then they say they're secure, but I keep getting robbed routinely, then I'm going to get a new security company. And that's the way we should treat this issue. Our border is not secure. Our border is anything but secure. Now, in the past, when the legislature thinks something is a problem, they have thrown a significant amount of money at it. We had a water problem years ago, and Governor Abbott teamed up with the Republican legislature, and they spent billions and billions and billions of dollars on water infrastructure. We have a rural broadband issue that they want to address. The federal government's going to come in and spend billions. We're going to spend billions. We're going to throw a ton of money at this issue. The question is, in the next week or two or three, what are we going to see Republicans bring to the table when it comes to securing the border? Because this is a billions and billions and billions of dollar problem. And it is a problem that then, if not addressed, threatens all the other institutions. It's a major problem. It has to be addressed. A state that cannot say we decide who does and doesn't come into our country does not have sovereignty, does not have any laws that can be respected in any way, doesn't have that ability. If you you have a house, your family has a house, and random people who you don't know can come in and out of your house whenever they want, you wouldn't feel safe. That's just the reality. You would get together. And there might be some people in your family that say, hey, I think we should be pretty generous, okay? My family growing up hosted people constantly, okay? I mean, and honestly, people, I look back and go, man, my my family was really generous because I had friends that would have issues. We had friends that had issues at home, domestic issues. We had other friends uh, in our, you know, teens and early 20s who uh, would just be down and out on a certain at a certain time in their life, and they'd come crash our house and live with us. They'd sleep on the sofa for a long period of time. My mom would wake up every morning and walk into the kitchen and look out, and there's one of my friends on the sofa for a month or two in between this apartment and this other place and two jobs. He's trying to figure out what his job transition is going to be and stuff like that. That's not a bad thing. That's actually symbolic of how we as a society often treat people and how we believe people should be treated. But here's what everyone in the home should agree. If we walk into the living room and there's a guy sleeping on the sofa and you don't know who he is and you don't know how he got there, then you have a security problem. And that's where our country's at. So the border needs to be closed. 
And we as Texans need to, when we are looking at this issue over the next year or two, we need to view it from the lens of it's that it's time to close the border down now. Let's do it. So there's a big political battle shaping up in Tarrant County. I'm just going to break this down for you all. Tarrant County is the largest Republican county in Texas, okay? So most of your larger counties, Bear County, Travis County, Dallas County, Harris County, which is Houston, Bear is San Antonio. Uh, these are Democrat counties. And then the, the next largest county is Tarrant County, and that's Fort Worth, Arlington, and then the greater suburbs in those areas. It's South Lake, it's Colleyville, it's Keller, it's, um, you know, uh, Mansfield and, and Dow Worthington Gardens and, you know, all these cities that make up Tarrant County. And it's the DFW Metroplex, but it is still a red county. It often goes for the Republican president or for the uh, Republican senator, lieutenant governor, governor, so on and so forth. So it is really the last big red county in Texas. And the county judge who is there, Glenn Whitley, has just announced that he's not running for reelection. Now, Glenn Whitley, just so you know, is a very moderate Republican, okay, He has supported property tax increase after property tax increase. He supported the shutdowns. He supported the mask mandates. He has not stood up on the social conservative side in any way in that county. Um, So this is not somebody who is very reflective of the party as a whole today, Um, but he is reflective of kind of the George W. Bush, Mitt Romney, John McCain wing of the GOP. And so there are two people running to replace him. One is Tim O'Hare, and Tim O'Hare... Um, was a mayor in Farmer's Branch. He actually passed an ordinance in the city of Farmer's Branch that um, said that basically landlords could not rent to illegal immigrants. So it was a way of trying to take um, the illegal immigrant population in Farmer's Branch and put them into cities around, uh, around that area in Dallas County. And that got him a whole lot of headlines. But really, I mean, Early, before Trump, before any of that, he was really the tip of the spear on this immigration issue. And then he moved to South Lake, which is in Tarrant County. He ran for Tarrant County GOP chair and was chairman of the Republican Party there and now is running for county judge. He's an attorney in the DFW area. And so Tim makes up the social and fiscal conservative wing of the GOP. Okay, he is a uh, cultural conservative He is definitely seen as probably a more fiscal, conservatively-minded individual. He's also highly engaged in the party, and that makes him more of a grassroots candidate in general. So that's the breakdown of what you have on the right side. And then on the left side, you have Mayor Betsy Price, who has announced that she's also running for county judge. And uh, Betsy Price is um, someone who, who, again, would kind of continue that Glenn Whitley type. You know, she is the mayor of a large city. Um, she is an identified Republican, but she's not a, she does not have you know conservative views in general. And so that's the, the lane that she fills, right? She's an LGBTQIA supporting Republican. She um, and uh, she has supported property tax increase after property tax increase after property tax increase on people's uh, property and and in general has full, has filled very well this socially liberal fiscally moderate lane that many other Republicans fill as well the George W Bush the John McCain the Mitt Romney uh 
basically wings of the Republican Party. And so what we're going to have on the Republican primary ballot this and about a year from now in Tarrant County, which is the largest red county, is going to be a major battle of worldviews. Betsy Price supported mask mandates and shutdowns. Uh, I would assume that Tim O'Hare probably didn't, and we'll see as his campaign goes on. Um, But this is going to be a big battle that all of you, I believe, should watch. Even if you're in a different part of Texas, the large counties, as we have seen, get a lot of attention. Uh, Mark Keogh, who was the Montgomery County judge in the Woodlands, just north of Harris County, was one of the county judges who didn't support the lockdowns. He was one of the county judges who pushed back against the shutdowns and the business shutdowns and things like that. And so what we saw during the time where Abbott decided, I'm kind of a king and can lord over all of Texas, is that all of a sudden your county judge became very, very, very important because they were the ones who were largely deciding whether your county was going to go with what the governor was doing or try to push back against it. And of course, all the Democrat county judges went along with all the shutdowns that Governor Abbott was pushing because it generally fell in line with their ideology. And then a handful of strong conservative Republicans pushed back. And uh, that didn't happen in Tarrant County, but it could uh, depending on the primary results. And so this is going to be a race to watch where you do have this larger battle that always goes on in the Republican circles, but you have a clear establishment candidate, a clear conservative candidate, a grassroots candidate. And so watching that in Tarrant County, in Fort Worth, Arlington, and the greater Tarrant County area will be very interesting to see. Lastly, I would keep my eye on the Cody Vasut, Dan Patrick, Little um, spat. And here's what you need to understand. So Cody Vasut is a state representative. He replaced Dennis Bonin. So let's say that we know that he is uh, a more honest representative than Dennis Bonin, but that's not a difficult thing to be. I mean, that's a very low bar, right? So we know he's more honest than Dennis Bonin. We know he's more conservative than Dennis Bonin just based on his votes and Dennis's votes. Dennis actually wasn't a horrible horrible voter. When he was voting, he often was more conservative, but as a leader, he worked to kill a lot of Republican agenda items. Um, but anyways, Cody Vasut came out and basically said he thinks the uh, Texas Senate needs a new uh, lieutenant governor. And he said Dan Patrick needs to go. But the the disturbing thing was this rationale he used. Okay, I'm just going to read. This is from the Texas Scorecard. You can go there and read uh, the story. The title is Freedom Caucus Member Wants Dan Patrick Out of Office. He said, I do not support Dan Patrick for re-election. I think he needs to go. Let me tell you this. Your Texas House passed 75% of the Senate bills that came over, and your Texas Senate passed less than half of the House bills that came over, claimed the suit. Now, This is a meaningless statistic that Dustin Burroughs put together to make the House feel better about the work they did. Here's the reality. I would be more comfortable. I would would have more of an understanding of what Cody Vasut is saying if he said something like, the Texas House pushed constitutional carry and Dan Patrick worked behind the scenes to kill constitutional carry. It required a lot of us fighting hard. And after realizing that I don't agree with the lieutenant governor when it comes to these, this gun policy, I'm concerned and don't support him for re-election. It would, like, it would make more sense, right, to say this is a Republican priority. This is my position. This is his position. It was very difficult. He ended up caving and letting this policy pass, but I don't support him. But instead, he got into this strange percentage comparison to where, like, the people of Texas should get rid of their lieutenant governor because he's not just passing a certain percentage of House bills that are sent over to him. Here's the thing. 
The House sent a ton of horrible legislation over to the Senate. The Health Equity Office is basically a critical race theory study in our healthcare industry that Dade Phelan made one of his top healthcare priorities. And the House passed and sent over to the Senate, and the Senate killed it. Okay, the House sent numerous bills. I mean, by the way, I saw a ton of bills go over last session that Cody Vissett was voting no on constantly. Okay, and so it's very strange to see a member start saying, I'm mad that the Senate didn't pass a bunch of House bills, many of which I voted no against. Now, it shows this loyalty to the side. What I've said is like it's basically a House versus Senate pissing match that he seems more concerned about than like the protection of innocent children, which is strange because here's what we know. We know that the Texas Senate passed two bills that said that genital mutilation surgery was not going to happen on kids. And Dade Phelan and Dustin Burroughs worked to kill those pieces of legislation. We know that the House had bills to do that same thing that 94% of Republicans wanted to do. And we know that they worked to kill that legislation. We know that Dade Phelan told the Democrats, you can walk out and kill election integrity, which the Senate had already taken care of and passed. We know that he said, you can kill this social media ban that will say conservatives can't be uh, targeted for their worldview, viewpoint discrimination from social media platforms. The Senate passed that, the House didn't. But evidently, Cody Fasud's like, but you don't understand. Those Republican priorities that we killed, that's not the big deal. You know what the big deal is? We passed 1,000 bills. They passed 1,000 bills. We passed 750 of theirs. They only passed 500 of ours. Who cares? Like, did you realize that for – but here's what you need to see. That is actually what they care about. Your elected politicians, they care more about what letter starts a bill that passes and gets signed by the governor than they do whether or not children currently being mutilated and manipulated by doctors and psychologists and parents all across Texas are protected. It's kind of crazy and insane. And it's interesting to see that Cody Vasud has just decided that this is his hill to die on. That's fine. That's his decision. He can do whatever he wants. Um, But it's telling. It's also telling when you have people like Cody who honestly have done a pretty good job this session. Okay, Cody has been a a fairly consistent conservative vote. I mean, there were times that Cody Vasut was one of seven or eight members of the 150 voting correctly on an amendment or a bill. And even that guy is more concerned about how many House bills or Senate bills pass then he's more concerned with that than he is the GOP priorities, conservative priorities that we've been working for for decades to pass and that literally will help ensure that certain fundamental things like human biology are protected in our state. But that's fine. So overall, the border is going to be a conversation in Texas for the next year. It will be a conversation for more than that, but during the Republican primary, it's probably going to be even a bigger discussion. So that's something to consider um, Tim O'Hare, Betsy Price, definitely follow that race. Uh, definitely watch it closely. Uh, it's something that actually has broader impacts for Texas as a whole. So I just wanted to kind of give you all a preview of how that matchup's shaping up so you can consider that. And then lastly, um, I just think that Cody Vasut has you know, revealed that even for people who consistently vote conservative, a lot of these politicians, though, just completely lose perspective on what's important. And it's sad to see stuff like that happen, but um, it's not surprising. 
So we will continue to bring you more information that we feel like are relevant to Texans for you to know and follow along with and be aware of. Um, There's going to be a lot that goes on in this state for the next year, and it's going to be fun to go through it together. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless Texas.